Well, uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Milk Drinking Podcast. I'm Milk Drinking Daniel. D- Daniel, I'm Milk, oh, wait, I'm milk Drinking Brian, but you didn't say the magic word. Milk, milk, milk us in, Brian. <laughs> I just, I just turned the milk upside down, but you didn't hear it. No, I didn't. They're oddly quiet. Uh, all right. Well, try mooing us in then. Do you, Do you have the mooer? Oh, I just realized I don't have the chat timer on me. Daniel. Did you hear the moo? Brian. No, I didn't. I think Discord noise canceled no. it. Which is yeah, I think anytime I make a, a noise, and anytime I shout over you, anytime I talk over you, all of a sudden I can't hear anything at all. It just totally p- t- turns you off. We're on a quest to comprehensively review all the different flavors of. Weird, huh? Yeah, it is weird. It is weird, but here we are. The moo will have been heard by the listeners. So we are... Cool, good. Lucky listeners. We are in the podcast now, Daniel. And it has been... inside the podcast, within the bounds of the podcast. It's been years since we recorded an episode, Daniel. Yes. Roughly. But the listeners don't know that. A seamless uh, upload rate has them none the wiser. Oh, Daniel. A seamless I lack of upload. I've been, I've been holding on to... How much more of a backlog have we got? There are two episodes, and I've been holding on to them um, for no real reason. But maybe that keeps <laughs> the podcast alive as long as there's a slight backlog, even if we're not producing, if we're not releasing episodes. Yeah, so it's that little bit of pressure in the tank makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. keeps us going. I um, don't want to be Brian, empty. Can I say how? Can I say just how much I appreciate that one of those episodes was one of the one of the ones where I I think I made the joke about the boat being stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh yeah. And the joke was that it was so far after the fact that. Uh, and that it was an episode that had been kept in the backlog for months and months and months. And now that joke makes more sense, I guess. I don't know. I just think that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. That's the kind of things we do with this podcast. But, we do things that are really funny. We do things really funny. For just to make a joke work extra well, we'll keep uh, we'll, we'll uh, sit on episodes for months and months and months, not releasing mm-hmm. them. Well, now what we'll uh, now what we'll do is we'll have like a one in one out policy. So now that we record one, we can put another one out. Right? Sounds good. So that we keep this, like this the number in the backlog yeah. stays the same. Yeah, it's like how an udder works. You got to milk the milk out before the cow can replenish it with milk. We're just milking the episodes out to make room for more episodes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 
totally. Yeah. Have a we we don't have a uh, release day. What we've got is a weekly milking schedule of episode out of the podcast feed. We, yeah. Welcome to the milk Welcome drinking podcast, everyone. Drinking Hi, podcast. Brian. Hi, Daniel. I'm Brian. How's it going, Brian? C Hi, Brian. Cow. Hi, listeners. Hi, listeners. Daniel K, also for cow. How's it been, Brian? I went on an island holiday. How about you? Wow. Daniel, isn't your wife on an island? Yeah, but it's technically not. Hmm. Right? Is Australia really an island? Sure. Why not? Why is it more of an island than any of the other continents are an island? Because it's smaller. Except for Europe. Because most of the other continents are yeah, connected to another continent. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. Island holiday sounds really lovely, Daniel. Yeah, it was lovely. That's great. I went on a little camping holiday. Oh, did you? Driving around in the woods and stuff. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, it was nice. It was, Where'd you go? Oh, you know, around Washington State. W.A. Oh, cool. The state of W.A., I'm, I'm well familiar with it. Yeah, I thought you might be. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, do, um, do, yeah. do you have a rotolactor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember how this is supposed a to rotolactor? go. A rotolactor? Wait. Is it that time already? You don't have a passage from the Bible to read? I don't really remember how this goes either. I've deleted that section from the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Although I should remember that much. I am looking at that book to see if there are quotes in oh, it yeah. that we might want to share. I'm on a page Maybe here I that... should do a segment. Maybe I should do like Maybe I should uh maybe I should do like cows in visual art and introduce All right, here's a here's a painting featuring a cow from the French French Baroque artist Sebastian Balanciope. And the cow can be seen in the lower right quadrant of his piece from 1689, entitled Le Bijon uh, et Sura. The main focus of the painting, of course, is the final castle of, you know, Je Piment Zut. Uh, But the cow features, uh, makes adds a charming quaintness to the composition, which is made entirely of. Uh, browns and greens, some striking blue sky and white clouds, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, here's a here's a quote from this book for you. <laughs> Lucky us. Lucky me. I get to hear a quote from the book. Go on. I, I found a good Shall one. Shall I shut up for old times' sake? I found a good one, Daniel. Yeah. With what Discord is doing, if I don't shut up, I won't hear any of the quote. So yeah. I better shut up. Fair enough. All right, Daniel. Many farmers give names to their cows because they are convinced that cows enjoy being called by name. Sometimes they just choose names they like, and sometimes they choose names that are memory aids to help them remember which cows are which, though the cows usually have numbered tags as well. At the Brinkworth Dairy in Wiltshire, England, they name their cows to distinguish their bloodlines. Each cow of the same bloodline has the same first initial, candy, 
Cherry, Cherry, I guess, C-E-R-I, that's not a name, and Cookie. The cows also have numbers, and Chad knows a cow's name only after he sees her number, but his father-in-law, Joe, knows every cow's name as soon as he sees her. Skip a couple paragraphs ahead. But whether farmers name their animals or not, they eventually have to kill them. Great. That's a happy thought. Uh, I was listening. I was listening to a podcast once. Uh, I forget what it was called exactly, but the the podcast hosts were talking about the strange names that bulls are given. Right, the sires of the next generation of cow or bull or whatever. Yeah. Right. We talked. We talked about the joke here, Brian. Is I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was your yeah. podcast I was listening mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really weird. Maybe yeah. next week I'll find a painting with a cow in and you find some fun bull names and we can put that in the front of the milk podcast. Yeah. Do you know, I want you to find a painting that has milk in it, not just a cow. Yeah, I can do that. But you're going to find okay. the one with St. Bernard Easy. lactating, with the Virgin Mary lactating into St. Bernard's open mouth. St. Bernard the dog? No, St. Bernard the guy that St. Bernard dogs are named after. The saint? Yeah, he's a... What's the deal with St. Bernard? He had a dream about the Virgin Mary lacting into his mouth, and so that became a saint, made him a saint. Oh, sweet. Um, Boy, I hope I get a good dream like that, and I can be a holy, you know, you know... A yeah. saint or something? Hannah Gadsby covered it pretty well on her show. Ah. Uh, Douglas, I believe. Oh, cool. Is the show in which that oh, painting cool. is discussed. Mm. With some well, disgust. if you like shows where paintings are discussed, tune in for the next episode of yeah. Milk in It. Yeah. The milk podcast mm. with Brian and Dan. The Milking Painting Podcast. That's right. Internet. Painting and milking. From yeah, that's where I it, yep. Yeah. Okay, All I right. do have a rotolactor. I'm glad oh. that that first segment is finished. Me too. And that we've remembered how the podcast goes. <laughs> we did good, I think, Brian. Sure. We did great. I mean, no one's here to tell us differently, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's just me here to tell you that it's it's the same. Daniel, Same as the podcast always is. Daniel, I have to confess that I'm drinking water at the moment. I know that will be <laughs> a massive disappointment to you and all the listeners. But oh, It's okay. I drank water before this episode started, this record oh. started. Well, I guess we're both guilty, aren't we? Yeah, I was lying in bed and thinking, oh, I could just go to sleep. Um, I was watching a... YouTube does this thing where it just uh, puts videos in my feed, which it knows that I wouldn't click on, but which will autoplay and I'll watch. Like someone, you know, fumigating a a car full of wasps or something like that, (laughs) which I'll watch in horror. (laughs) Watched for 20 minutes while someone someone cut apart a gigantic bluefin tuna for a Taiwanese bluefin tuna festival. Boy... Bluefin tuna's 
You don't even know how big they are, Brian. Oh, yeah? I think they're big. Are they really big? Yeah. It took like three of these... Yeah, they, they're... Oh, my God. There's just so much fish. And they get these big knives and they just cut it to, to, into bits. Wow. These crazy knives. Uh, but it took so many of them to roll it over and it rolled over and it went, you know, flop. And it was so heavy. And it's big body was so taut because it was so full of just so much fish it was i couldn't believe it it was the size of a shark daniel and it was a tuna daniel yeah can a tuna be yeah. full of fish <laughs> it's several different ways but in the specific way that i meant yes absolutely it was full it was of just other fish such no, 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 no. This one wasn't, but uh, yeah, tuna are carnivorous fish, so they could certainly make themselves feel mighty full with a belly full of fish. Yum, yum, yum. Swim, that, swim, swim. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Daniel, Having a fun old time as a tuna. Yes, Brian? The fish meat from that tuna is just the tuna. Like, would you say that you're very full yeah. of Daniel? If, okay, if some other species were to kill me and butcher me, um... But my body was so taut and my skin so full of Daniel meat that it was like a drum. And that when they rolled me over, the pressure that I was under because of just the volume of flesh inside my body, which was just ready to come wobbling out of me when they cut me up. That species, if they said, whoa, this guy is totally full of human, I would be like, yeah, mate. Yeah, you can tell, can't you? Uh, that's Daniel, how that fish was. But you're as yeah, full. You're you're a hundred percent full of human. Yeah, but you no can, matter it, what, just by being. I'm saying visually projecting the impression of being just under pressure, with the contents of your body. I'm saying I'm I'm calling that being full of whatever you're um, you're you're normally made of. The fullness is a projection of the tautness of the skin and the just volume of stuff inside that's making you like that. Maybe it's because so you're saying it's like, not, you know, it's not really that the tuna is full of fish. It's that the viewer in their mind associates what they're seeing with the concept of fullness yeah. as a way of rationalizing it to their brain so they don't go insane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. I mean, I just looked at the tuna and was like, whoa, that's like, that, that, you know, internally I thought of fullness when I saw it. It was a very fresh tuna, I trust, but it was almost bloated. It almost looked like a big, you know, it was so round and obviously incredibly heavy, but if it wasn't heavy, it would almost bounce like a bouncy ball with how taut it was. What a strange thing to have watched. Yeah, that does sound... Uh, I now come to realize. Does make me want to eat tuna, doesn't it? Wait, isn't a bluefin tuna... <laughs> I guess. Isn't it endangered? Oh, I hope not. Tis tis tisk Taiwan, what are you doing? Is it? Boy, by the looks of this one, it must have been 80 years old or something. Um... Hmm. You look into it for me. Do some research. I'll sit here. Brian, Endangered bluefin tuna. tuna. Okay, yellowfin is near threatened. Bluefin does not oh. seem to be on the list. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. But bluefin tuna populations have declined due to illegal fishing. Mm. But, oh, wait. The, the World Wildlife yeah. Org has bluefin as endangered. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So bluefin are endangered. Yeah. They're the largest tunas and can it live up to 40 been... years, Daniel. Uh, They're made for speed. They're built yeah, like torpedoes. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. They have retractable fins. Bet. Can you say that a tuna Ooh, is made? Cool. World Wildlife Org? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bluefin tuna was made by God for speed. I guess. Yeah. And God is neglecting this beautiful creature. And so we, man, must fight God. No, stop, we say. There you go. Uh, yeah. So Google let me down. There you, there you do. Oh, wait. No, Google didn't let me down. I just ignored it. But yes, bluefin tuna are endangered. Population mm. is decreasing. It, it was specifically for the tuna festival, the Taiwanese tuna festival, which now that I think about it is probably some kind of rort to let them just fish a bunch of tuna for a bit. But it is, um, but I know it's they one of those things after it. where like, you know, the World Wildlife Org isn't necessarily like a worldwide enforcement agency, right? So they can't really stop certain people from doing things. And, you know, you have to rely on all the different countries implementing laws against fishing them and not every country yeah. wants to do that because they traditionally have fished a shitload of them and also they're really delicious and yeah you know you th you think the other countries governments would be afraid that s that someone from the world wildlife foundation would come down and put them in a headlock or do a give them the people's elbow or something hey apparently the u.s under trump decided not to list the bluefin tuna as endangered oh so that's something well, there to you be go. sad about if you care that, about yeah. whether or not bluefin what, what tuna are going to continue to exist what a, what a smudge on that man's record Daniel if the, if the general mass of a bluefin tuna is 500 to 550 pounds could you say that yeah. the one at 500 is full of tuna or only the one <laughs> at 550 Depends how it looks. The proportions that count. If the uh, five hundred pound one is like, you know, a chode of a fish, super girthy, but maybe it would be like shorter than the five hundred fifty pound one, then I'd say yeah, that five hundred pound one's full of fish. But the mm. five hundred fifty, if it was a long, a lanky tuna, and that's why it's five hundred fifty. Nah, it's not full. It's a skin and bones, mate. So you... but look at that one. It's full. Five hundred pounds. But look at it. Look at it. So it's all about Barrel how it looks, not about how much fish is actually in that fish. Exactly. Yeah. You get it, you know? Yeah, I get he it. He gets now. it, everyone. All right. <laughs> and with that, Daniel, I think we can spin the rotolactor. Uh, okay. All right. Here goes.
Daniel, question for you. Hang on, it's about to stop. Oh, yeah, what's it on, Brian? Um, I couldn't hear that at all. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if it was happening or not. Was it too quiet? All right. Well, editor Brian will fix it in editing. All right. Well, we can assume yeah, weird. that it has gone. It's just we'll blame Discord or something. Oh, hell yeah, Daniel. <laughs> I'm excited about this. What's up? I'm oh, you rolled a milk. I rolled a milk, Daniel. And by rolled, I mean I spun a milk on the Rotolactor, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The Rotolactor, which I can see and hear because it's right here in front of my face on the island with us, obviously. Yes. Daniel. I've pushed it as always. Yes. Daniel. Here, Brian, yes. Here are today's milks for me. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, we drink milk on this podcast. Yeah, Daniel. We don't just I talk forgot. about tuna and whether or not they're endangered. Daniel, today I'm drinking a Dunkin' iced coffee, Girl Scouts Thin Mint flavor, coffee and milk beverage. Wow. What do you think of that? So, Girl Scouts is a that's a cookie brand over there, right? Well, Girl Scouts is like an organization where girls right? do stuff. And then they sell cookies as a way of raising money. Yeah, but the girls don't... But they don't... So, uh, does the organization have several established cookie, cookie flavors, is my question. Yeah. They do. And it's one of the Thin Mint. Thin Mint is one of their cookies, yeah. Because yeah. the cookies the are Girl kind Scouts of thin probably and have like a cookie factory, right? They have a couple. I think they have like two. Because so what I've learned as I became an adult is that there there's like two regions of Girl Scout cookies in America, and um, oh, some of them like ants in the Amazon. Some people yep. know the same cookie by different names because. Those cookies uh, are produced. There's like two different major suppliers of the cookies that serve different regions. So there's ones that are like a chocolate. It's like a little biscuit cookie dipped in chocolate with a little peanut butter on top. Mm, biscuit, peanut butter, mm, all wrapped in mm. chocolate. And we knew those as tagalongs. Mm -hmm. And then in tag -along. the Midwest and other places, they were known as peanut butter patties. And then there's there's one that's like uh, a lot of patties. Yeah, it's terrible. Tagalongs <laughs> wait, wait. is much patties, more evocative. Patties like a like a um, like a beef patty. Yeah, or patty like a patty like a okay. beef patty. Like a name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then there's uh, there's one that's like. And why caramel. was it called? Why was it called tagalong? I don't know, because it's it like the, the peanut butter was, was tagging along with the peanut butter. I think it was like the peanut butter was tagging yeah. along with the biscuit. Yeah, it's like a chocolate right, and right. peanut butter. A bit of biscuit and, and something's biscuit. tagging along. They're all tagging along together. Yeah. Um, and then there was one that was it's like, like someone's got you a, it's like someone's got you a cookie, but they've moved through a peanut butter rich environment to bring it to you. And they're <laughs> like, oh, sorry, mate, a bit of bit of peanut butter tagged along with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and another. Yeah, good. Another one of my favorites was Samoas, which are like 
caramel oh. and coconut with like a n- sort of n- nougaty type center. And then there's like a little chocolate drizzle or something. They're really good. Oh. Um, but they were called like caramel delights or something like that in the other region. I think, I don't know. I mean, I always thought Samoa's was a cooler name, but also it's like Samoa is a place and it's maybe appropriating a cool sounding name for something that's not Samoan. So maybe that's problematic. Yeah, you wonder why it was called Samoa. And I should be canceled. I think it's because of the coconut. They're like, coconut is tropical and Samoa is tropical or something. Look, I don't think right. they put well an extreme amount of thought into it. But yeah, no. But if the Girl Counts Girl Counts Cookie <laughs> Foundation can dig up a good excuse for why they're actually called Samoas, then uh, yeah, it's a cooler name than a whatever you said, caramel, caramel delight, for, for, or for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But Daniel, yeah. so yeah, I'm drinking a thin mint. Thin mints are like a pretty thin, flat, like chocolate wafer cookie. With a chocolatey, yeah. like dipped in chocolate as well, and then it's minty, chocolate minty. A lot of people like to oh, put them sh- in the freezer and then eat them very cold. I generally don't like them at all. They're like kind of boring as a cookie. Brian, uh, Brian, I'm having a podcast crisis, but don't worry, it's totally manageable. Oh, uh, don't worry, it's fine. The episode will be fine. Um. Uh. Uh. Do you want me to tell you about it, or should I tell you about it after we finish recording? Uh, I don't know, Daniel. <laughs> okay. Cool. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Will that be? Uh. Yeah, not- it'll be totally fine. It'll be totally fine. Were you not recording, Daniel? No, I was totally. I was recording. If anything, Brian, I was recording too much. Oh. Interesting. If anything, I fucked up my setup, so instead of being able to send you the sound effects of a rotolactic going off so I don't have to make the sound effects every single time, I'm just capturing your voice in my in my audacity as well as mine. But it, uh, looking at the blue zigzags, we're both at an appropriate volume, so we can just use this audio for the episode. It's all good. Perfect, Daniel. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, it, listeners. It's all what a good. Save good. Good job, Daniel. Oh, good. Thank you, Brian. Always thinking ahead. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies, huh? Did you say they flavored a uh, coffee with them or something? Or is it chalk milk? Yeah, so it's a Dunkin' iced coffee that is thin mint flavored. So it's going to be... That's cool. Wow, mint coffee? Chocolate plus minty. Yeah, we'll get to talking about... and mint in a coffee. Yeah, we'll get to talking about that when we do our little zeitgeist score in a second here, Daniel. But... But we need to know what you're going to drink, Daniel. I drink a milk too. Daniel, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Well, Daniel. Oh. Um, yeah. Let's see. So what, I. What do I have to drink? So while we were, while we were talking, I noticed a little typo in the, in the sheet here and I fixed it. But that changed the number that you got 
Do you want me to tell you which oh, milk I think I remember you had originally got, or do you want the milk that you have now, according to the, the second spin of the Rotolactor that I just accidentally did? What a quandary. I mean, I feel like my, just to give away the state of my uh, milk basket at the moment, I've got a, quite a few milks in there, but they're all pretty interesting. So I feel like I can't make the wrong decision here. Um, so I say, give me the one that you think you remember it was before. All right, Daniel. I think I remember it was before the Oak Plus Power Nutrigrain. Oh, okay. But now, not, not the was chalk it malt. Oak Plus Power Nutrigrain. Okay, so it was Oak Plus Power Nutrigrain original. Original, okay. Not. Oak plus power Nutri-Grain choc malt flavor. So I'll put that one back in the basket lovingly. I'll just write down those names on our uh, spreadsheet, our scoring sheet. I'm really thirsty. I want to get into this right away. All right. Well, we have to zeitgeist it, Daniel. So quick. Oh, shit. We do that first, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we rate the zeitgeist first now, Daniel. That's something we did to our podcast. Um, Daniel. Yeah, cool. I'm going to say yeah. I like the Zeitgeist of mine. It's got a little, it's got a nice like green accent to it to go with the Thin Mint flavor, which the boxes, the Thin Mint box, they would come in a green box. So it's that same green. And so now there's like a, there's a green ocean which I guess is the mint ocean. And then there's like a, there's a, a thin mint cookie sort of splashing down into it. Um, and it says chocolatey Ooh. plus minty taste. And you've got the Dunkin' Ice Coffee logo. Um, so it looks nice. And, and I think, so this one is one that is kind of, I'm a little bit, um, like I'm, excited for this one because I'm excited to drink something minty because because mint has done so well for you so now it's like yeah we have we have affected the zeitgeist in my head of what this mint milk whether it'll be good or not so it's not a neutral zeitgeist pretty powerful anymore. of us wasn't it I know mm-hmm some part of me is like, oh no, cool. I, I need to give an objective neutral zeitgeist score, but the zeitgeist is what it is and it's constantly changing, right? Mm, so, wow, a constantly changing number? That's brave of you. Well, no, just the, the zeitgeist. How are you going to write that into the spreadsheet? No, Daniel, the zeitgeist, as it, the zeitgeist is always changing. So the framework huh? for the zeitgeist score is always shifting as the world gotcha. evolves. Mm -hmm. Daniel, I'm going to give it an I 84. Understand. I understand. Whoa, Strong nice. zeitgeist. Good one. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Brian, I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with Girl Scout brand cookies. Do they have... What do they have a strong brand already? The cookie themselves, the 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 packet that the cookies come in. Oh yeah. Can you picture the the branding on a Girl Scout brand cookie? Yeah, big time. Is there any of that? 
Yeah, I mean uh, the green in the, in the is how, how Well, they have like the Girl Scout Russia, logo on the lid area and there's like a little stripe that says thin mints. But it's it's really the green elements right. that they brought in that are the same green as the the green box that the thin mints okay, come in. Just the color. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So how many how many Girl Scouts are on the label? Is it like three or four? Like actual scouts? Or the word Girl Scouts? Yeah. No, yeah, actual scouts. There are no actual scouts. Preferably with their they're doing an elaborate salute there or something. There are no actual scouts doing an elaborate salute. Uh, you're giving it an 80, huh? Wow. Well, well, well. Well, each to their own. Daniel, it's because I'm so excited to drink um, a, a minty milk. Yeah, that is actually exciting. I'm being silly. I, I like the sound of that. That's cool. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll do mine then. You ready? Daniel, I'm I'm very ready. All right. 61. Oh, ouch. Is this some sort of this protein shake thing? This is as good as thing? it can possibly be. I don't know. Hang on. But well, it does say right at the top, 30 grams dairy protein. Damn. Then it also says high fiber, high calcium. Wow, Daniel. I don't think 30 grams is that much. You're getting everything Nine you need. Nine vitamins and minerals. Yeah, I sure am. This is to, so yeah. This bottle is doing this thing that you know, like everything's made out of multiple things. If you take something and you put it in an alembic over a protractor or whatever to melt it down into its constituent elements, everything's made of all kinds of millions of chemicals and stuff, right? Even the food that we eat, right? It's full of carbon fiber, <laughs> carbon fiber. I don't know what goes into food. But it's lots of minerals and elements, right? Carbon so, fiber when you're data. the CEO of a fucking stupid uh, milk drinking company and you want to put out a, a milk which you want to make people think might be really good for their, I don't know, muscle development or their fitness or something or, I don't know, their nutrition, then what you can do is ask a scientist what goes into a milk, what, what goes into the flavoring of a milk and can, could that technically be called a mineral and maybe that one over there is a vitamin, and I guess this stuff here is fiber. And then they just list everything on the, on the side. Fiber, calcium, nine vitamins and minerals, 30 grams of dairy protein. Very prominently displayed. And speaking of prominently displayed, so is every other design element you could care to list. <laughs> Several times over, in fact, um, in a repeating pattern around this disgusting cylinder that I'm holding in my hand. Daniel, is this just like um, milk flavor? What does original mean? Ah, I don't know. Well, do you know, do you, do you over there, I don't have Girl Scout cookies, but you don't have Nutrigrain, do you? You don't have Kellogg's brand Nutrigrain. Um, we have Nutrigrain bars. Yeah, it's like okay. a breakfast bar. No, this is, um, if you imagine what a uh, a building brick would look like if you were to make a cereal that was made out of bricks then you know the you know the bricklaying like wall bricks which have holes in them i guess yeah to make them lightweight then uh yeah nutrigrain cereal is is like uh these these funny little smooth uh puffed uh solid bricks 
I think the holes are um, for like stuff yeah. to go in to connect the bricks to each other. You know, you mortar. Like, yeah, you like put mortar Probably through mortar. them, and then you have like a whole network yeah. of mortar and bricks. Or milk if if there's if they're cereal bricks. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet there's like some viral TikTok video of someone mortaring together a little wall of Nutrigrain cereal bricks with milk. With uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that would be maybe thickened cream, clotted cream as a mortar. Mmm, delicious. Uh, it's probably, yeah, a YouTube video with several million plays that no one ever clicks on. They just let it autoplay in their home feed mm -hmm. in between a footage of a car full of wasps being fumigated and a tuna being eviscerated. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, Daniel, you ready to take a but sip yeah, then? Yeah, so... Or you yeah, got more to I'm say about is, this insane design? Yeah, the bottle is super cluttered. There's the uh, the patented Brian Ocean, the sixth world ocean, aka the ocean of chocolate. Uh, Nutrigrain bricks are falling into it. A beam of white milky light is shining out of it, and the word oak is ascending sideways up the, sh the sort of barrel of the bottle. There's a screed on the side, which I haven't read yet. Um, it's a plastic bottle instead of a cardboard carton, um, which Oak likes to do. They've got various different receptacles to hold their shit in, to p sell it onto idiots like me. Um, maybe I should, because I'm doing the zeitgeist, I should read the screed, huh? Oh, God, I guess, yeah. So, um, what the, the reason I gave this a 61, even though it's a massive jumble of a million different things, is that they've kind of kept it under under wraps a bit like they've managed to tie all these different elements together in terms of like tone and color in a way that makes it kind of flow naturally like oak plus power sure it's all in three different fonts and colors but they all average out to be the same tone and font and color as the Nutrigrain logo which is beneath them and they all kind of like average together it's an interesting feat of uh unity in this in this work of design Right. Uh, now let's 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 read the screed. Did you did you want to say something? No, hit us with the screed. Hungry, thirsty, wakes up early. Time for an oak plus power, combining the full strength of oak with the iconic Aussie flavor of Nutrigrain. It's an unstoppable mix of protein, fiber, and nine vitamins and minerals to power you through the day. Sends a bolt to the heart of Hungry Thirsty and makes a meal of it. Classic. There you go. Classic. Not, not, not too bad. Daniel, I'm Almost just noticing okay. on yes? the internet, it looks like there's a vanilla malt, like an oak vanilla malt flavored version of the cereal as well. Like the collab has gone both ways. You can now yes. get oak milk yes. flavored Nutrigrain cereal and you can get Nutrigrain flavored oak milk. Yeah, but my opinion of the oak company is so low that we're lucky that I'm drinking the milk. So no goddamn way am I get getting the cereal. <laughs> but Daniel... It's not my the oak flavored cereal. <laughs> Daniel, have you seen the box of the cereal? Uh, no. It has like a let me look it up sort of an oak bottle on it and there is just like oh milk and cereal bricks just wow. shooting out of it. 
It's like a chemical spill. It's like a disaster of some kind. Oh, man. Yeah, the chunks in the milk make it like vomit. Yeah, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great at all. No. All right, Daniel. No, it doesn't. Well, now I think we can sip, yeah? Yeah, I think we can sip. And then... I'm going to crack, crack mine open. I see. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Well, why don't we have some chat? Do you okay, have your, so you have you've your got chat, a chat timer, timer, don't you? Yeah, I've got a cow-shaped chat timer. No, I don't. You don't have one at all? Okay, cool. Oh, Daniel, yeah, I... it's in the kitchen. I'm not in the kitchen. All right. Do you want me to go get it? No, that's fine. Okay, I'm just not it. sure that my chat timer can be fully trusted, but... I will set the chat That's okay. Timer. I like chatting to you. Thank you. You probably won't hear the Wow. The I just... The ticking. Or even the buzzing. I just noticed that the Nutrigrain cereal has a little flash thing down the bottom with some big letters that says, More than 20% protein. What's, what's the deal with this protein? Everyone loves protein. Whoa. Ah... Oh. Wow, that did was you a hear quick, that? Quick exchange. Why did my? I heard a single pating. Yeah, my chat timer maybe is oh, very cheap, and it's gonna make little dings. I like our chats, Daniel. It's just making little dings. Cool. Every few That's seconds. That's funny. Did you get that on Amazon or something? Yeah, but it looks like a cow. Mm. Here, if I shake it, it makes lots of dings. Cute. It is cute, cute. but apparently All right, I've got a topic. crappy. Yeah? Yeah. Hit us. I'm, uh, I, I, it comes with, like, caveats. And, like, I know I, I'm sort of opening a can of worms of, uh, like, making light of mental health uh, in a way that society has kind of deemed is okay, but which definitely isn't. But do you have, like, uh, over there in Seattle, do you have, like, local celebrities who are just people, like, maybe who live on the street and act in a sort of specific way and, like, everyone knows who they are and they go, oh, that guy, that's, you know, that's Moondog. Everyone knows Moondog or whatever. Um, you ever heard of that kind of thing happening? Like, just it's just a person who doesn't really do anything yeah, it's specific, just a person, but people just everyone just knows about them because they're like, oh, that's that person. Or, or even that they do do things that are specific. I think, like, I now know, like, I think, uh, like in California in the eighties, there was this there was this famous guy called Tweaky Dave, uh, who was the subject of uh, like an interesting. Little little phenomenon where everybody kind of knew him and saw him in the street all the time, and he had a very specific look. Like he was this very ugly little 
sort of shriveled up guy who was addicted to heroin and lived on the street and he had this incredible jacket this uh this um denim jacket with all this graffiti all over it but he's a not big scar on his stomach like he's not doing anything to try to be known he's just a celebrity because no, a lot exactly. of people have noticed him right yeah exactly and just in trying to get by and live his life like people see yeah. him and go like whoa that guy or like I, the reason I was thinking about this was here in Perth, there's there's a few of these, uh, like the stupid uh, popular term is Perth-sonalities, is what they get called. Like oh, people who yikes. maybe suffer from, <laughs> yeah, suffer from... I think everyone some, in Perth is cancelled now because of that. Yeah. But they're like people who everybody sort of sees and... Uh, uh, there's like a few examples. But there was one. there's one guy called Mad Dog... And he gets, like, he goes everywhere on his bike. And he always wears, like, really small, like, poor-fitting, not very well-fitting, uh, like, pants. And, like, a, a tank top or, like, a wife-beater singlet or something. And he just is centralized mostly to the northeastern suburbs. And he'll ride up and down roads. And he'll, like, shout at cars and stuff. And he has this incredible, like, afro of blonde hair balding on the top. And I remember... Like, back in 2009, when I was in film school, there was a conversation between me and the other people in film school where one of the guys had, like, someone had gotten into film school and was like, man, someone, like, shouted at me on a bike. And someone else was like, oh, uh, did he have, like, this crazy hair and his pants were falling down? And they were like, yeah, he did, he did. And they were like, uh, yeah, I've seen him before. And then a third person, Crystal, was like, oh, you guys don't know about Mad Dog? Look at this. And there was like a Mad Dog website. This is back in like 2009. Or like a blog. There was a blog that just... Uh, like tracking sightings like, of him? Or? Tracking sightings of Mad Dog, right? And so yesterday I'm walking through the streets of Midland and Mad Dog rides past. And mm. I'm like, wow. It was back in 2009 where he like cycled past that guy and shouted at him. And he's and still I've, going. I've seen Mad Dog. Yeah, twelve he was, years and he later. Was like, exactly, and he looked exactly the same. Wow! And it made me just think about Mad Dog for the rest of the day, and like, Mad Dog has presumably a family, and he, he lives somewhere and stays with people, but he's just uh, he's just like Mad Dog to to millions of Perth people. Yeah, it's the the same thing in Seattle. And he's been biking around with his pants that don't fit very well and his crazy hair for twelve yeah. plus years. Yeah, you know, I, oh, way more than that. I think, like, because the, the blogs came up because everybody saw him all the time and knew him. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Mad Dog. He'll, yeah, he'll shout at you on his bike. I mean, I'm sure we have some of those. I don't actually know of any of them, though. But I imagine people who live oh, in, like, Capitol Hill or the areas where there's more of a regular um, presence and social circles maybe have people that they talk about maybe on the i just googled it i can see a pokemon card with it with him photoshopped into it nice yeah people there's just google is just lists of like just mad dog memes they go crazy for mad dog wow when i type in perth mad dog um <laughs> they go they're crazy they're mad for mad dog they are um, hey Daniel, do you want to know something? Yeah, I've seen Mad Dog bumper stickers. What's up? What's up? Well, the chat timer has stopped ticking without making any 
I'm making any noise. Oh, what a shitty chat timer, Daniel. Can I just say, I didn't intend to make the entire... I don't want to be guilty of the same kind of gawking that, that the rest of Perth is clearly guilty of. I didn't intend to make the entire chat just about how strange Mad Dog is. I thought you would go like, Oh, yeah, we've got, like, Lanky Sven. And, uh, yeah, there's Wiggy Sue as well. I'm sure know. we have Lanky Sven, yeah. Oh, well, that was I a mean, good chat, Ima. I think it's less about Mad Dog, and it's more about the people who are, you know, observing Mad Dog and yeah, we, building this, like, myth walking around, around him. Yeah. What it, you know what it is? It's We have this sort of shared experience of kind of like having it together and being in a professional setting, but we also have a shared experience of seeing this very unhinged guy behaving in a way that is totally unfamiliar to us, riding around on his bike and shouting at us. And we all go, oh, Mad Dog, that guy, that crazy guy who does this weird stuff. And, and there's like a sort of weird uh, neurotypical bonding uh, and an, other, an othering of Mad Dog. Yeah, classic, classic neurotypical behavior. Cancel mm. all of us. That's what I say. Yes, that's what I say too. That's, that's what that's the official position of the of Milk and the it milk podcast. Drink, drinking podcast. Mm-hmm. The Milk and it podcast. We should find some way to prove that. Uh, no, nothing. Uh, that was a. That was going to be a pathetic attempt at satire which I immediately rightly abandoned. Fair enough. So. Well, with so. that, Daniel, maybe we should head into a scoring interlude and prepare to reveal yes. our milk of the day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The podcast, yes. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're, uh, yeah. We're in the interlude now, and we'll be back. Bye. We'll be when back. When the interlude is over. Won't we? Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. We will. I will. Will he? Who knows? I don't know. Probably. Does this mean you're going to edit this episode, Daniel? Uh, Yeah, I'll edit this episode, sure. If you're going to use your audio? Yeah. That sounds reasonable. So is it up to me to play a song? I suppose. Cool. No, no, you play yours. I'll play I'll play one too. I'm watching an ad for Oak Nutrigrain milk. <laughs> well, actually I'm watching it, an ad for Oak. Or just the Oak Nutrigrain cereal, I think. Nutrigrain with carbos for energy protein for muscle development and calcium for bone strength because it's not about what's behind you but what's in front of you my god classic have you seen what, these what ads Daniel? criteria what are you kidding the the neutral grain ads 
where you can see like the Iron Men, the X-rays of their bodies as they they like scream. You know what Hungry Thirsty is? No, I'm oh, stupid. My brother is. He's in a basement. Hungry Thirsty is when you were neither hungry nor thirsty, but a bit of both. And there is only one cure for Hungry Thirsty, and that's oak with its full strength and full taste. It's full on. Evening. I wish I'd fed my son oak when he was growing up. Just kidding. I don't have a son. Well, technically I do, but he's in real estate. Oak, kill hungry, thirsty, dead. What the fuck, Daniel? Obnoxious. What? I mean, yeah. You the gotta tell me. Fuck. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that. I'll watch the Nutrigrain one. I think I've, I saw this, the Nutrigrain video game one when it was on TV. Is there like a shark? Does he go swimming in like a shark tank, but it's video game sharks? Uh, and then, like, riding a bicycle up a precarious path or something? No, it's different stuff, but it's, like, video game stuff still. Yeah, cool. What's our scoring criteria? Daniel, milkiness, tastiness. Milkiness, Creativity, tastiness. value. Creativity! Gestalt. Ah! Zeitgeist. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I've got scores. Hey, I've got scores. Score. There's some scores in this house. Mmm. Mmm, good. Mm. You've got scores. I've got scores. Yeah. We've all got scores. What? Do we... What do we do? We flip a coin, right? Or we do... Um, we have no mechanism of like determining. We usually just make a random choice with our brains we should quickly we should have like counter-strike uh open in a browser and then whoever shoots uh, the other one first in the head with their submachine gun killing them gets the right to do their sco the scores first or some competitive thing like that all right well i'll okay, install counter-strike right now cool me too oh wait daniel do you have minesweeper Oh, yeah, I do. I think I do. Oh, Windows, don't let me down. Do you still have Minesweeper inside you? I guess you have Mine, to... What is this? I have to play it online. Mine... Minecraft? No, Daniel, that's Minecraft. Here, Daniel, go to minesweeperonline.com. Minesweeperonline.com. All right. Yep. And then we're going to We could quickly with... have a game of chess against each other, could the first, Whoa. the uh, here we'll go with lowest score has to go first. How about that? Okay, lowest lowest score on mine related death is that right? Yeah. Uh, it can't just yeah. Okay, so click. Okay, cool. Uh, I have to remember how to play this. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's one. Okay, I I so I've clicked on an area. Which had a single... I guess that it always gives you an empty square to begin with, doesn't it? So, But mine was just one single empty square surrounded by a bunch of numbers. Yeah. Two, two, one, three. That's what you got. Two, one, one. So I feel like there's more likely to be one near that blue one, one there. So there's maybe there's not one here. Okay, cool. There's yes, some hoes in this house, aren't there? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we go, yeah, here we there's go. Some, there's some mines. Daniel, there's what's your score at? Sweeps. Oh, wait, uh, it's time, four, isn't it? 49? Oh, oh, no, that's four seconds. My score's at not 
98. My score is at 95. No, that's how many flags. Yeah, that's how many many flags. That's how many mines you've correctly flagged. Can't be correctly. It could be correctly or incorrectly. So the lowest score will be the person who's flagged the most mines. Well, if if you die, you will have probably got a higher score, so... Oh, this is tough. All right, that one has two. That one has two. That one has oh, that one has one. Okay, that's that's helpful. Bang. Nice. All right, now that has to have that, which means that. Now that uh, one needs. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> oh shit. You dead? I died. I got, got killed by a mine. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. What was your score? <laughs> No, it's not that. Uh, okay, hang on. Well, it's ninety six, but let me see if I can do better than that. Daniel, I think I just reset the game. Let me just place a hundred flags. Uh, my scores. Oh no! Wait, my scores Daniel, going down as I place these flags. That doesn't count. Okay, sure. My score like was ninety six. Let's see what your score was. What's your score at the moment, Brian? Mine's 87, and I'm still going, Daniel. Cool, I win. I got 96. No, Daniel. You fool. There I'm we at, go. I'm at I've 86 now, now. My score is now 0, 0, 0. I've placed every single flag, and now I'm just going to click randomly. Click, click. Whoa. Okay, whoa. I opened up a huge chasm. Wow, five? Oh, my God. Whoa. I'm skirting the knife edge. Oh, another five. Holy shit. A two, a one. Ah, mine. I'm dead. Daniel. <laughs> I achieved it in 12 seconds. <laughs> I, think you, I think you failed the most. I did the best at Minesweeper, which means that you have to go first. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, my scores then. I should, I should, I used to get, I used to get really good at Monsweeper back in computer-assisted design drawing classes when I'd finished making my, uh, you know, Model T Ford diagrams. Yeah. I'd just sit and play Minesweeper. And I got to the point where I could tell, like I could do the maths, you know, you go, oh, this one's a two, this one says two and there's three nearby this one. And this one says one and there's three nearby, you know, there's three unclicked on squares near this one. And then the next one says one and there's three unclicked on squares in line with that one, so I can do the maths on where the mine is, because this one says two, and this one says one, and this one says one, or something like that. Yeah, Daniel, that's how it works. That's the yeah, game. No, I can't do those maths anymore. What you're saying is that you were able to play Minesweeper. I was, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? Uh, looking at this... Uh, Looking at this board, this Minesweeper board, where I placed 100 flags, I got a lot of flags on a lot of mines. Yeah? We're all uh, so proud of you, Daniel. <laughs> all right, oak. Oak plus power, Nutri-Grain, yeah. original flavor, 500 mil. Tell us about it. So, so sc- scoring it on the terms of its milkiness. Um... How does this work? Do we do the numbers first? Or the essay first? Do the little essay and then give the numbers. That's what we've been Okay, so this is a really strange experience. This milk. It's weird. Because at first, I drink it, and I'm like, oh, good. 
But then, my opinion changes. Uh, wow. To, uh, oh, bad, I start to think. Oh, no. Because this, this milk has a truly remarkable hollowness. Yikes. Um, it's, hollowness. It's like, yeah, it's like a, a hollowness, or it's like a facade. It's like the it's like a you know a shop front in a stage play, or a you know an old west uh, set on the Hollywood backlot. It's just you know like th- like thin shop fronts. You can't go into the saloon. It's just a it's just a wall with saloon painted on it. It's like I start to drink it and I get flavor and I'm like mmm yum yeah this is kind of neutral grainy I think. Um, and then after that, it's just nothing but uh, the patented oak acridness. Yuck. Uh the, f- the flavor goes away, and you're left with nothing but uh, a coating on your tongue. This once again is another oak milk, like the uh, like the Edre Inske Avid Flay Ilkmay mm-hmm. um, from before, where it's just it has this this sort of burnt bitterness. The Munbadown, the the chemical flavor, the whatever you yeah. want to call it, it has this disgusting bad flavor. Gross! Like Daniel. they didn't clean the machines properly. Yeah, it's no good. It doesn't sound like a fun um, drinking experience. I no, I won't but lie to you. It sounds gross. The, it's all like the the flavor that you get when it first goes in your mouth. Uh, I've drunk the whole bottle now. I drank the whole thing. And that initial flavor is a good flavor. It's not exactly cereally. Uh, it's not exactly neutral grain flavor. And it's not even exactly cereally. It's actually like custard flavor. It tastes like um, custard flavored milk, basically, to me. With a little bit of a kind of like wheaty, maybe a hint of cerealiness to it. And it's quite a pleasant start. And then it just pulls the rug out from under you. Um. Yeah. If this costs two ninety nine, which is fine. <laughs> uh, and what else do I need to touch on? Totally I don't know. Fine. The milkiness is sixty nine. Nice. It's it's milky. It's not thin. It's a it's a viscous milky kind of liquid. Like you know, frothy. It has a it has foam on the top. Oh, that's good. It's foamy. It foams like a milk should. You know, has that about it, which a milk has about it that a water doesn't. For example, don't get that in a water, do you? No, no, no. Um, the tastiness I've actually given as high as a sixty-five, because the flavour that you get is pretty good. It's not a neutral grain. Um, the creativity I'm giving as high as 70 because it's a neutral grain flavored milk. Uh, the value is 57. The gestalt, the drinkability, is 10. So Ouch. this is where I've accounted the bitterness, the, the lack. That's a very poor the, drinkability the score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was either going to... I feel like I could have penalized it in the tastiness field or the drinkability field. And I've gone with the drinkability because it's like there's the flavor and then there's the nothing. Yeah. 
and and that's more of a uh, m more of a problem in this milk's soul than in any one uh, aspect of its being, like its flavor, for example. It's like a fundamental problem that underlies <laughs> not just the flavor, <laughs> but is in its in its in its chemistry, basically. Uh, and then the zeitgeist, as established, is 61. It holds it together admirably, considering how much junk there is. Alright. And that's it. So, a 69, a 65, a 70, a 57, a 10, and then a 61. 69, 65, 70, 57, 10, 61. Is that yeah. correct? That's, that's, that's correct. Alright, Daniel. You want to hear about mine? Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want to play another game of Minesweeper first to make sure that you have the right to, to do it? Daniel, maybe, I'm, I'm still playing my get, first game of Minesweeper. Are you? Well, when you get a score uh, up to 96, like my score was, then you can then you can do your numbers. How about that? Daniel, I'm at 50, and I've got 620 seconds in. Um, huh. Huh. Why don't I tell you about my for thin a second. mint? Uh, yeah, sure. Tell us about your thin mint. Also, the leaderboard on this is a person who's on Twitch. We can watch them play Minesweeper in 54 seconds. Um, oh, yeah. Daniel. So I'm drinking this Dunkin' Iced Think Coffee what? Girl Scout Thin Mints flavored coffee and milk beverage. Twitch.tv slash ningaloo 73 ningaloo reef is a place in australia i oh. wonder if they're an australian minesweeper maybe maybe they're an australian minesweeper daniel but the point is i'm drinking this drink and it's good it is oh that's great. it is it's sort of um thin in the way that the duncan iced coffees have been which is to be expected since a since a coffee and milk beverage is partly coffee, which is mostly water, so it's it's slightly thinner. It's not that it's not that solid creamy milkiness, but it's got it's got a bit of a milkiness to it. Um, and and one thing that helps with that is that it's this chocolatey and minty flavor, which kind of overrides the coffee flavor. So it does feel a little bit more like you're drinking a milk drink then you're drinking a coffee drink. Um, and that flavor is good. It's minty, it's chocolatey. The, the chocolatiness to it is, is the worst part about it. It's not like a real chocolate flavor, um, but it is the thin mint cookie chocolate flavor. So it gets a lot of credit for tasting like a thin mint cookie which it says it's going to taste like, even though it doesn't taste like, oh, bumped my microphone. Um, it doesn't taste like, like good fancy chocolate, but it tastes like a Thin Mint. So, well done to Dunkin' Donuts on that front. Um, and yeah, so it tastes good. It's an interesting flavor. It's minty. Um, it's everything, it's everything I expected it to be, which is thin mint cookie flavored. 
Um, it's the only mint-flavored milk drink that I've come across in America yet. So that's cool. And I paid, I think, between 2 and $3 for it, which seems like a very good price for what I'm getting, which is a 400 ml bottle of coffee and milk of a nice minty flavor. And the mint like leaves this good minty feeling in my mouth afterward, which I think you discussed with the minty drinks you drank. That sort of a tingly. Yeah, just it's it's a sort of a minty, fresh feeling in your mouth rather than that like sticky, milky residue, moon bedown feeling, you know. Mm-mm, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this being being somewhat thinner than a milk drink, this does go down very easy. So I've drank the whole thing with no problems and I'm feeling good and I feel satisfied. So Daniel, would you like to hear my scores? Yeah, I do. Uh, just very quickly. It looks like Ningaloo 73 no longer streams Minesweeper. It's moved on to some other weird, weird puzzle game. I don't know. And I look for Ningaloo 73 on YouTube channels because his past uh, Twitch broadcasts are now out of date and they're not being kept up for, for re-watching. Uh, and the top result... No, he's not on he's not on YouTube, but the top result is Sparky's on the Loose with 157 videos and 17,000 subscribers. We're a young couple with a dog traveling full-time in our beautiful country, Australia, and we hope to inspire others to do the same. Nice. Spark is on makes the me loose. furious, but yeah, <laughs> it makes you furious. Anyway, it does. <laughs> oh, Daniel. All right. Well, I'm sorry that you're furious now. All right. All but, yeah, right. my numbers, Daniel. So, milkiness is a 67. It's that thin coffee drink milkiness, not the thick creamy milkiness, but it's it's still a decent milkiness. Yeah, I gotcha. Tastiness, Daniel, yeah. is 94. Wow, pretty good. One, it tastes pretty good. Two, it tastes like <laughs> Thin Mint cookies, right? Yeah. I have to yeah. give them points for saying it's Thin Mint flavored and then making it Thin Mint flavored. Yeah. Right? Fair enough. They earn major points for nailing the taste that they said they were going to deliver. Yeah. Yeah, I wish my milk did that. Creativity is a 76. Yeah, they, totally. It could even be higher because it's an American milk doing this, uh, this, I know. this cookie tie-in. So it is. it could be higher because it's an American milk doing it, but they also have just taken someone else's flavor and put it into their drink. So they didn't really create mm-hmm. this flavor. Yes, so fair, fair enough. It's, it's creative, but it's also just borrowing something that already existed and was popular, right? I'd be much yeah. more inspired yeah. by a milk company just putting out a mint milk in America where basically no one has ever done that before. But it's like, this is a super popular cookie, so, you know... Yeah, you're right. They've they've hedged their yeah. bets a little bit on that front by picking a very popular brand to rely on with this. 
So seventy six seems fair to me. And then value is sixty eight. Um two to three dollars pretty good. Um I don't know. No real complaints. But fair could have been cheaper, why not? Um so yeah, sixty eight medium to pretty good value. And Gestalt is 87. It's very drinkable. And you feel nice and minty after you've drank it. And then mm. Zeitgeist is 84, as previously mentioned. Sounds like it'll be good milk. Yeah. Um, would you like to know the totals, Daniel? Yeah, I would. Can I quickly, before we hear the totals say i've recently started watching a youtube video uh they're called giant bomb a youtube video channel a youtube channel called giant bomb mm-hmm. uh and i started watching their series called ranking of fighters where they 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 say they're going to play every single fighting game and rank them on a list yeah of the best fighting games. and they do the same uh science stick that we did nice. when we started this podcast and uh, oh furious brian i was like what what these guys did it seven years before us unbelievable unbelievable how dare they have done it before us that's right that's what the yeah science doesn't lie it's just what the science says and all that stuff the same stuff the same bullshit that we say to justify our opinions the two idiots did and they, on a YouTube channel with several thousand subscribers, did the same stuff that two idiots did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. Good on them. Yeah, good on them. They're pretty good. Yeah. All right, Daniel. It's time for the milk of the day. I, I really uh, recommend their Shenmue playthrough. Okay. Milk of the day. You'll have to send me that soundbite. Milk of the Oh, Daniel. Oh. Oh, how have I done? Have I pipped you at the post? Oh, shit, Daniel. This might be... Yeah, is it an upset, the underdog? No, Daniel, but we might have a new milk of the pod. Oh, no. New best milk. <laughs> yeah. All right, Daniel. Well... Girl Scout. The milk of the day Cookie is... Milk unsurprisingly to people who are paying attention the duncan iced coffee Mm -hmm. girl scouts thin mints flavored coffee and milk beverage um Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i think it might have been obvious when the gestalts were you know yours was 10 what they were (laughs) yeah and mine was 87 but yeah i mean huge credit the Duncan for making this actually taste like thin mint cookies. And yeah, it's just, it's a really nice, job, Duncan. it's a really nice, enjoyable drinking experience. So I'm, I'm not mad about mm, that. I do love, love a good drinking experience. I probably wouldn't like go back to it the most out of all the milks on this list, but I mean, I can't really see a reason why the score should be any lower than it is. So um, the the total score being four seventy six Daniel, 
476. A wow. very strong score. Very strong score. Pretty close to the uh, the maximum possible score of 500, right? The maximum possible score is 600, Daniel. Oh, what? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything will ever top 500. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's impossible. Nothing could ever top 500 on the on the Milk and It, it would uh, have score to, chart. It would have to be like a beautifully mint-flavored milk f- straight out of a cow's udder, just like flavored from the cow into your mouth. Yeah, via a process that has been like refined by artisans. Yeah. Uh, generations of artisans they do this one incredible thing to the milk which makes it better than any other milk in the flavoring and it's from a company that just like delivers it to you free for no reason they plant they plant trees on the way and they pick plastic out of the ocean in your name they make sure the fish that they save from the beer can knows that Daniel Christensen is, is the one who's responsible for your saving he paid me an exorbitant amount of money to drink my milk and I offered this service to make him feel good about sitting in his house in Midland and doing basically nothing and they tell each fish that tell each fish yes they just hold up the fish and give it this spiel and then hopefully the fish yeah. doesn't die he's by a the great guy he really cares about you yes he was watching a pretty fucked up video about these Taiwanese men butchering a tuna but uh, he didn't hit play on it, so I don't think that actually gets, you know, the numbers from him. He just yeah. auto-played in his home screen. He's not responsible for what he watches. That's right, it just auto-played. Anyway, Daniel, you can't you're... can't be responsible for what auto Your milk ended up on a 332, Daniel. Ooh. Which isn't actually terrible. That's... Uh, no, that's uh, close to average. That's equivalent to an oak thick DBC. Wow. No, it's not. Wow. Score wise, it is, Daniel. Wow. Oh no, it's only slightly uh, worse than a Siggy's what? strawberry yogurt. Hmm. But I mean that's the average of the scores, Daniel. Here on a on a tastiness level, Daniel, it is closer to um let's see, what was it that you just drank? This frickin' oak garbage. Where is it now? Oh here it is. So on a tastiness plus power Nutrigrain original flavor. On a tastiness for you it is slightly better than the Chalk Cherry Delight from Betty's Milk Bar. And uh-huh. slightly How worse about? than a Farmdale Ram banana. Yeah, that yep, it's worse than that. Better than a Jaffa's. Yeah, I can believe that. So yeah. But, you know. Cool. Well, the system works. The system always works. So there we go. Good job, Daniel. Every time. Every there we time. Go. Good job, Brian. And that takes Every us time. to, I think, um, 
Oh no, that puts me on 28 milks of the day. Wow. Mm. Sorry, Daniel. Good, good job, Brian. All right. Do, do you have anything to plug or recommend here at the end of the show? Uh, just the rest of this podcast. Go back and listen to the other episodes. Have a good time. Enjoy it. <laughs> I thought you were recommending people listen to the rest of this podcast, this episode. Oh, yeah. Go back just, to this yeah, episode. Listen. listen to it again. No. No, just don't do anything and listen to what we're going to say next. We'll probably come up with something else to say before the end to uh, make it really worth your while. I doubt Maybe it. We'll yeah. play a game of free sell competitive free cell or hearts or something i could never understand how hearts worked uh, um no we'll never come up with anything else daniel you're on like chess.com am i on there maybe yeah i've been on some chess websites yeah maybe next time uh, we'll do that chessing it yeah. checking it checking Kernet. it out yeah, checkering it. Maybe we should start a podcast. Join us next time. On. Let's start a podcast called Checking It, where we play chess and just talk. <laughs> oh, checking like you put the king in the check. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Ah, good pun, Brian. It's an audio-only let's play. So also, have... Daniel. Oh, you could get your own channel on the Discord. Daniel, the but... audio-only let's play podcast is Discord. Oh, maybe I'll do that. I'm going to start. I'm going to do it, Daniel. Breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. But it won't just be with you, Daniel. But you can play with me. But I'll just play with anyone who wants to play and talk. Yeah. I know a guy who's really good at chess. Oh, I don't want anyone who's good. I'll lose. Oh. Okay. I know some people who are rubbish at chess. Perfect. Do you want to just roll into the first episode right now? Hey everybody! Welcome to episode one of uh, check check it check checkmating it checking it, it. Brian. Oops. Yeah, Daniel, did you hear the moo? Yeah, I heard that moo. Did you? Yeah, I, I did hear that moo. I didn't see the thing turn green. That was an accidental moo, but I'll take it. That can that can be the end of the show. It's milk. It's milk. start cool. of the other show. Alright, I'm making a chess.com account.